So speaking of bombs, Ray's going to have to carry the whole next episode by herself since she wasn't in the last one. Well, she is supposed to be social. No, her character's supposed to be social. Ray, oh. Ray's sitting over here with her, her social meter plugged into the wall trying to trying to charge it up before the before the game. You know, he's just saying that last game, she was actually out there dead and we had to do CPR and now she's back for this uh, session. Oh wait, we're not starting the lies, my bad. I mean, I professionally lie to you guys. It's kind of kind of my job. <laughs> I check for traps. Alright, roll. Got a 25. There are no traps. I move. You trigger a trap. No, no. There don't seem to be any traps. Yes. There don't appear to be any traps. You, you trigger a trap that should have been obvious, but you are an idiot. I, I always yeah. love... You don't notice any traps. You know... Wait, wait, what? <laughs> I, I'm going to bring this up. Uh, Mike was here last night, and he was helping me cook something. And you joke about the, like, you don't see traps. But I asked him to get something out of the freezer for me. And it's like, hey, it's right there. And he goes, okay. And then stared into the door three inches from where the thing was. And I was like, well, I don't see it. <laughs> so, so moral of the story, kids, is that when your tabletop character fails to recognize a trap, what happens is they really just disassociated for like three minutes. You know what's even funnier is I'm six foot four. I'm always looking you know, down on people. <laughs> wait, wait, that's different direction. Uh, and so I'm looking for this thing, and this is staring me right in the eye. But I didn't think to look at it, because uh, Ray over here is like three foot two, maybe. <laughs> Five foot something. Yeah. So I thought you were going to say the moral of the story is you need more than three inches, but that's neither here nor there. Not everyone's brain goes there, Gary. I mean, yes, I do. yeah. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> Look at my wrist. <laughs> so, welcome to the Average Adventuring Party podcast, where something something is average and something is not average. Hey, we are perfectly average. Thank you very much. I'm hoping that we can get ourselves promoted to the adequate adventuring party. I actually think that's in our, our show notes as uh, much as we uh, have a below average podcast that becomes a slightly above average podcast. <laughs> so we're getting there. We have we have realistic expectations. We're not we're not going to be Matt Mercer, but we're also not going to be some of those other guys. Okay, but for reals, if Viagra decides to sponsor this, uh, go on <laughs> this podcast. We're gonna change it to the Little Blue Podcast, <laughs> the Above Average Adventuring Party. Yeah. No, no, it, it's just gonna be, you know, really easy for us to record episodes. Yeah. If, if this... Although, if we had a four-hour episode, we would have to call our doctor. Hey, doctor, I've got got a you know thing that lasted for more than four hours. Can't nice. We, can't we just be the hardened, average adventure party? Uh, no, that that makes it really aggressive. Yeah, a little too stiff. You, you, yeah, you got to give it 
you got to give it some adjective like tumescent, the tumescent adventuring party. Look, guys, we're <laughs> we are striving to be entertaining, not good. She she makes a, a solid point. Yeah. Yeah. And doing the mouth stuff helps. Yeah, and not being above dick jokes. <laughs> <laughs> doing mouth stuff above dick. Nope. Nope. <laughs> anyway. Speaking of dick jokes, Speaking Galdrian's of... story. <laughs> there was literally a dick joke la- that he made last episode. Speaking of dicks, there's a pixie on a building. Uh, what what happened last time, you guys? Uh, Galdrian ran off with a giant woman. The end. May yes, he, may he live forever. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. Well, she... Galdrian, a uh, a bastard who was born in a brothel to a you know woman that he never got to know because she did not uh, unfortunately survive the ex- the uh, the experience, and he never knew who his father was, only that he was someone important. He has been found and brought to the city of Hycosia by. Uh, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, but now, Sienna? Yeah. I didn't butcher it. Only a little. Only only clipped it. Uh, it it'll walk again someday. <laughs> and uh, and they're going to meet Galdrian's father. Uh, they've just left the tourist trappy part of Hycosia on a magic carpet. She's going to show them the world. I was going to say, you don't know what what she will find. <laughs> don't you dare close your eyes. <laughs> oh, oh, my. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then there was a weird little pixie voyeur that was, uh, was watching them. Some men just want to watch. Some, Some men, men just want in a burnt. <laughs> Some men just want to lick the postage when you're done. Hey. I'm barely bigger than the postage. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, you're not. We're not with Cyan. You, you got 11 inches and you're proud of it. <laughs> all right? And nothing at all happened to Ray. <laughs> she, and she loved it. Yeah, she was, she was happy to not have to interact with people. Well, Tough shit she has to now. That's Mm-mm, coming to a swift and glorious end as we speak. Mm-hmm. Not, not yet. You want to bet? You're still on your magic carpet ride. Yes, but we might cut away. So, as uh, as I previously, per my previous podcast, um, <laughs> Reese, you are able to track Galdrian uh-huh. as long as he is in the city. Uh-huh. Um, you know that he is flying north, um, effectively to his father's estate. Okay. Um, is that hostile territory to me currently? No. Okay. Uh, you're you're welcome there. Okay. Um, like you really don't interact with him that much. Okay. Uh, but you know, if you need to go see him, you can go see him. Just you had mentioned there there were two fifths of the island he didn't own, so I'm just making sure. Um, it's not necessarily that it's hostile. Okay. Um. There are, uh, Galdrian's father has a lot of synergy with his interests. Okay. Um, so there's, while there is competition, none of it ever escalates to the, 
let's say, cutthroat nature that you are used to dealing with. Yeah. Uh, the other two-fifths of the island is kind of a free-for-all. Um, everyone vies to get away with whatever they can get away with. Okay. And, you know, could be good, could be bad. Usually when... But when, deals are there to be made. Yeah. Um, so you know where he's going. Okay. Um, you have been instructed not to go there while he's there. All right. Uh, what, what are you doing while... Um... You know, while I've been waiting and I see that going, how, um, I think I'm going to make my way that way, not technically go to the compound, but I think I will become, um, interested in some business ventures over in that general neighborhood. Oh yeah, you've got, you've got, uh, plenty of fingers in, in pies in that way. Okay, so I think I'm going to go check out those pies. Um, see uh, how they're doing. Yeah. I just really, really want to point out how much discipline it's taking me not to just mm-hmm. burst out laughing. Mm-hmm. Because I am very immature and I have a problem. And, pre- and previous conversations... <laughs> Well, I mean, what you can't see on the podcast is Gary and I are both sitting here <laughs> trying very hard not to just... It's just both have <laughs> shit-eating grins. Um, yeah, so we'll say you uh, you start making your way that way. Uh-huh. Uh, Sina and Galdrian, <clears throat> you start passing over after eh, probably about an hour. You start passing over what Sina recognizes as the compound. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are... So the buildings here are kind of uniform in descript- uh, in uh, build, except for in this compound. There are very clearly... Puppy dogs. Yes, they're very clearly puppy dogs. That's how you know you've crossed the line. <laughs> the guard dogs have been alerted. Yeah, they're just uh, nine foot doll, nine foot tall puppies, <laughs> not not actual dogs. They don't hurt anybody. They just lick you to death. Anyway, uh, the buildings here are very diverse. Like you see some Sun Chaser Sovereignty style um, pagodas. You see some very weirdly primitive, like wood and mud style huts. You even see some, uh, like, onyx and, um, what is it, pumice stone, draconian style buildings. Um, And this is maybe, I don't know, 20 or 30 city blocks that this compound takes up. So, uh, Sienna, uh, who exactly lives here? Your father well, and his household. I mean, my father is one person. One person usually needs a single-digit number of houses. 
Who else lives here? His household. Uh, I'm going to ask this as delicately and respectfully as I can. How many children does my father have? How many children does this guy have? That you know of? That I know of. One. One, okay. How many people live in this comp compound? Um, probably permanently, maybe around 2,000. Uh, Semi-permanently, another like five to 6,000. But he has a lot of business ventures. Yeah, so, you know. so probably business people, the servants, the cooks, yeah, like caretakers, he, he has, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He has his workers and their families. Okay. You know, it's not just, I have space for guys who work for me. Like, if, mm -hmm. if his family has servants, those servants live here, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah, so it's pretty thing. much like, come, come along, come visit me. Yeah. Uh, only you. Right, so these are all... Uh... I'm going to assume these aren't all uh, my cousins and uncles and aunts and nephews and nieces or anything like that. No, 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 no. He has a lot of business partners, and sometimes they stay long term. They bring their families. They bring their servants. And there are several of them. And then occasionally we have other visitors. They like to bring their family and their servants and their escorts. And then there are the, the ones who live here and take care of his house full time. Hmm. Right, uh, real, real man of the people? Yes. You didn't right. say what kind of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Aldrin's going to uh, just kind of uh, pull his turban down a little bit over his eyes and and do his best. I'm taking a nap in, uh, impression. And after a couple more minutes, the uh, the carpet lands very, very gently. The rug unrolls itself. And uh, you are effectively in between... You're in a courtyard that sits in between uh, four large multi-tiered uh, fountains that just have hundreds of gallons of water rushing at all time. It's it's uh, quite the spectacle for being in the desert. Uh, and on the other side of these fountains is a surprisingly moderate-sized house. Um, it is maybe like three stories. Um, it's what you would expect like a very affluent person to live in outside of Hykosia. It seems rather pauperish here. It doesn't particularly fit, like, you know, the topiaries and the fountains and all the servants bustling around. Uh, what does the architecture resemble uh, if it had, if I had to uh, place it from anywhere in the world that I've been? Honestly, probably closer to where you were born. So very far southern. Uh, sovereignty, um, which, <clears throat> to give you a real-world equivalent, would be if you took like the sort of um, Japanese architecture and started blending it into American Western. 
Um, so you have a lot of like columns with um, you know wooden slat walkways, but there's also rice paper windows. Um, it seems well thought out. Like it, it's not just garish, but it is jarring. Speaking of jarring. Uh, so he's going to uh, look at it for a second see. Uh, huh. Hmm. Um, what, what is my father's name? Is there something we call him? Because you've been avoiding saying his name. Uh, you know his full name. Yes. Uh, I'm assuming we don't actually use it. Yeah, you refer to him, if you have to refer to him in a business setting, as um, Master Lunar Storm. Uh, his full name is Inavinatar Quanala Lunar Storm. Inavinatar. Oh man, I'm going to have a hard time with that. So Master Lunar Storm? Master Lunar Storm. He is Master Lunar Storm. Uh, some refer to him as Sultan Lunar Storm, but that's kind of a like a regional thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, is this where he is? He in there? I point to the house. This oh. is this is a new building to Sina. Like you've never seen this before. Uh, this is new. I this was not here when I left. Ah, uh, so. Built it because it uh, resembles the old homestead, I suppose. I don't know. I know not what's the home old ho- ah, holy shit! <laughs> I know not what your old homestead is, uh, so I wouldn't know. And uh, there, there were a lot of uh, working men and women. Ah, those. What kind of job? <laughs> <laughs> they had their fingers in cream pies also. <laughs> you had Way to make it dirty. They had a hand in that job. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, Ray this time. just turned the subtext into text. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't supposed to say the quiet part out loud. Steve has been trying to say that quiet part out loud. <laughs> Took me a lot, a lot of discipline and willpower to not say. I it do out. not have that same discipline. <laughs> we know. Way, way to go, Ray! People were fucking all over the place. <laughs> yes. You basically call his mom a whore. <coughs> yes, she was. And that's not a bad thing. I know, right? <laughs> so Galdrian will go ahead and uh, make sure he looks presentable. Uh, Probably, the turban doesn't really feel right on him, so he'll probably uh, hold it under his arm, mm-hmm. uh, shake out his hair a bit, and turn into a it also soon commercial. <laughs> yeah, just, the wind, the wind picks up just at that moment to give it like the very, appropriate very much lift. Reminds me of a Disney movie. And he's going to, uh, he's going to. Uh, walk towards the entrance to this building mm-hmm. as if drawn there. Sienna will thank him. Yeah, the, the door opens when you step onto the porch. If you look to the left and the right, it's completely... The one thing that is out of place, at least as far as Gowdrin is concerned, uh, because you haven't seen any livestock in the compound, there are actually just hitching posts 
like just right, you know, right in front of the porch. There's there's a place for you to hitch a horse. There's not room for the horse, but there there's a post for it. And the doors open. Is anyone opening the doors, or are they just open? They just open. Right, and Galdrin will take a few steps inside. Deanna will do a ducking motion. The door inside. The door is tall enough to accommodate. Oh you. wow! Mm-hmm. Most, okay, cool. Uh, there are a fair number of elementals on the property, so most anything that's built is built to accommodate. Okay, cool. There, there is actually uh, somewhere in this compound a whole half-sized village mm-hmm. meant for the smaller people. Um, and they couldn't really do much about that, but, you know. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to, her to bonk her head at one point. Yeah. Uh, for the lulls. When, when Galdrian steps inside, um, you're in this large open room that has uh, bamboo growing. There's a smaller pond, and there's a, a man seated. His back is to you. He's sitting on a bench. And it looks like he's tossing uh, crumbs into the pond. He, from the back, you see pointed ears and long hair in a very similar color to Galdrian's. Um, He's wearing a very nice, uh, more... um, more functional clothing than you would have expected. Like, it's not silk. Um, like yours, but it is probably what you would consider a high-end adventuring outfit. Um, That's what you immediately see. And then secondarily, you notice that the entirety of everything in this bottom floor is trashed. It is wrecked. Furniture is overturned. There are uh, burns on the walls. There's, uh, like, Holes blasted into the far wall. There's gigantic claw marks and scrapes. Um, there's just, at one point, there you thought it was maybe another uh, pond, but it just looks like a giant furrow has been dug out of the ground, uh, and water is shooting out of it. Um, at least one of the pillars is knocked over. There's just fine art and tatters, and we'll say there's probably even still just a fire going in one corner of the building. Hello. The the man turns his head, looks at you, goes, Oh, hello. I wasn't expecting you so soon. Uh, he stands up and says, Please excuse the mess. I had anticipated having dinner for you. And he kind of gestures, and one of the tables has just been like thrown against a wall, and there's food splattered everywhere. He goes, uh, Out of my control. When he turns to face you, um, he has a very, he's a little bit stockier than Galdrian, but very similar facial features and build. Um, he's probably a little more pointed than, than Galdrian. So like a little bit pointier chin and eyebrows and, um, elves tend to stay very young looking until they get very old. And then they age very rapidly and die in short succession. Um, He looks maybe 30. Maybe. 
Um, and he has these just clear green eyes that kind of pierce into you. And he goes, oh, um, excuse me, my manners. Uh, he just walks up to you. He goes, I would like to give you a hug. Would that be all right? Galdrin kind of taken aback at that is this one. Right. Oh, yes. Uh, I and he kind of awkwardly goes, his arms goes to put his arms out. And he goes, unfortunately, I can't. And he oh. tur- turns around and kind of takes a step back. Uh, you seem to have caught me at a very unfortunate uh, time. Uh, what with having recently uh, expired. Um. And he says... I know that seems to be unfortunate timing, but I feel uh, someone found that you were coming to see me and used it as an opportunity during my preparations to assassinate me. I I (laughs) wish to extend to you my greatest condolences for this troubling loss that you're going through. Um, I have some documents for you, if you don't mind. The hell. (laughs) What? Oh, I apologize. I am actually a very lifelike simulacrum that your late father uh, built in preparation of his own demise. This asshole. How's that jacket now, bitch? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what? (laughs) Uh, If you'll step this way. Uh, please, please watch the body. Uh, and he steps over that hole in the ground. Uh, if you if you follow him, there is in fact a body that looks exactly like that figure, that man that is walking away. But it is very badly uh, mangled. Mangled. And very obviously dead. And very obviously dead. Like how recently dead? Like it is. Not actively bleeding, but the blood has not dried on the ground. So, uh, I mean... So, maybe within the last 12 hours, probably. Fuck. But not recently enough that there's... Like, it, it was not as you were approaching. So it's not recently enough that there's any hope? Uh, using Galgrian's medicine? Room. Yeah, no, like... There, there's probably at one point a, a hole like blasted clean through this body and chunks ripped out of him. Is unless you have some kind of divine magic, you're not, you're not bringing him back. This, this, this is the most absurd. Right. And I, I follow the simulacrum. Yeah, you hear him go, apologies, the servants haven't quite gotten around to it. There were other attacks on the compound at the same time. Uh, we felt it best to prioritize the living. Uh, and as myself, or rather Master Lunar Storm, uh, decreed, if he was beyond hope, to watch out for his people. This way. Right. Sayana will take a moment to pause and look down the hole and say, Oh my, this complicates things. And then follows Caltrian out. Hmm? 
you uh, you follow. He leads you to the back of the to the uh, back of the building. Um, looks at, stops and looks at the fire that's still going and says, hmm. "If you don't mind asking one of the other servants to do something about that, I'm afraid that this building might go up. Uh, what with it being made partially of wood instead of sandstone." Yes, second master. And he says, uh, if you don't mind, I'll borrow you. I suppose I can't call you my son, but this way. And he leads you into a room that has likewise been tossed. And he's, mm, ah, here we are. And he picks up something, and it's, it's just an envelope, and he kind of brushes it off. And it's got soot and blood on it. Uh... Yes. Well, it was your father's wish that you uh, do not inherit any of his properties. <laughs> I, that's perfectly fine. I, he, I wish to leave. He did not want to involve you in any of this should his life be taken by force. Uh, there are a number of factions within the city that could have performed this. And he and I, and you can take that however you wish, we are of one mind on it, um, don't want your safety uh, endangered. Now, having said that, I don't think that we are due to hit another way station for weeks. So you will unfortunately not be able to easily leave the city. Uh, one can't just simply dive off the edge. It's quite dangerous. Seeing as I think technically we are somewhere in the upper stratosphere. Technically. That's neither here nor there. Uh, and he, you know, starts pulling apart the, the envelope and says, um, if you don't mind my asking, I, I know I would have liked to ask, uh, is that the only instrument you play? No. Play quite a few, actually. No. Well, that's good. That's very nice. A, a boy needs a hobby. He opens the envelope and just pulls out a stack of uh, papers and goes, your father had this uh, put together in case of something similar to this. Um, it might behoove you to look these individuals up as resources in the event that he is not directly able to assist you. And he just hands you the stack of paper. And Daldrin takes it. He's still got the thousand yard stare. And, uh, and we'll start looking through the papers and uh, see what kind of people are being listed as resources. There are two. One of them is a missionary 
in one of the adjacent wards who has spent a lot of time and effort um, making enemies effectively by trying to make friends. Uh, uh, Galdrian doesn't know what that's like. No, not at all. <laughs> this this individual is a gnome that uh, has effectively tried to do everything she can to, um, for better or worse, make things better for people who are not directly tied to one of the houses, most specifically slaves. More specifically, fey individuals uh, who have been taken from their homes. Uh, she has a lot of um, experience with, like, gladiators, things like that. So people who were taken and for a very specific reason. Um, so, like, it details she's worked with, uh, like, there's a small contingent of Minotaur on board. There's um, a lot of weird enchanted forest creatures. Um, and a lot of people hate her for it. Because she's very good at it. She, she is good at convincing people um, that they need to do the quote-unquote right thing. And your father has her down as a resource because... You need someone who can help you with people because navigating, navigating the political bullshit here is treacherous at best. And while we're on that subject, that's how your father writes. He is not like it, it is not flowery words. It is not uh, couched in metaphor. At one point, it probably does have the phrase, the political intrigue here is bullshit. And and you need someone who knows the waters or isn't afraid to, to brave them. Um, the second individual is a power player in pretty much every market that your father doesn't have a hand in. Um, specifically in finance. Um, is a, a pixie. And it, what it says is, and, and you can ask qualifying questions if you would like, but what it says is that he's got the money, and if you can convince him to help you, he is a, a solid ally. Because if nothing else, he can throw money at the problem, which gets you a long way in Hykosia. Because... Uh, right now, at least according to what you've said, you've got the money in your pocket. And while you're reading that, the, uh, the simulacrum is just kind of like tidying a little bit. He picks up a table, like puts something on it, and then the table just collapses and falls over. Oh, that's disheartening. <sighs> anyway. Are you still reading? I... I don't want to be fussy. Um, I am nearing the, the end of my... And he just kind of like holds up a hand. 
uh, and it's you know starting to shake and it's going vaguely uh, it's going pale his skin um, and when you look at it you can see it's starting to turn black and white I'm nearing the end of my usefulness unfortunately I was actually worried that I wouldn't make it in time for you to actually get here He's gonna watch his dad die twice. <laughs> That's rough. Missed it the first time. Maybe <laughs> what about your the guy who raised you? Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, look! I see the subtitles on the GM notes. It says, "Kick him in the dick." <laughs> that comes later. Well, uh, it was nice to meet you. Oh, well, that's kind of you to say. If it's any consolation, um, I think your father... I don't know you, and we haven't spoken at length, but I think your father would be interested by you. Or would have been. Which is more than I can say for a lot of individuals he meets. Or met. It's very confusing, having his memories and knowing that he's dead and also technically looking like him it's neither here nor there i think perhaps you should look at this not as a negative experience although it is a negative experience uh, you should maybe look at it as a way of considering things in a manner that you would not normally consider them. I think that's why your father wanted to bring you here. Why I wanted to bring you here. We'll just call it what it is. It's easier that way. I, I think he wanted you to see something different. I'll say uh, he managed that. Oh, is that gallows humor? I'm afraid I don't have that in me right now. Well, regardless, it, uh, I think, well, it doesn't matter what I think. Suffice it to say, and he, you know, leads you back out and says, uh, I think maybe you should lean on your guardian uh sina dear i regret to inform you you are no longer employed by the household um, you are now strictly in the employ of the young master uh, thank you sir so uh, i've done my part Do you have any last questions? And you can see him now. He's mostly black and white. Can you tell me anything about my mother? Ah, your mother. Uh, she was, for lack of a better term, interesting. Much like you. I think that's why I was attracted to her. She 
What's something you would like to hear? There are many things I could tell you, but some I'm not sure you would appreciate. <laughs> legs. Oh my. <laughs> she understood music in a way she couldn't play that I knew of, but she understood it, which is why I think she and I worked so well together. Uh, there was something about her, and she could dance. That, at some point, I'm, I'm sure, you'll find someone who knew her. She was here very briefly, uh, but she enjoyed her time here, but she wanted to go back. Let's see. You should maybe go find the old proprietor at the uh, house of less than reputable repute. I wasn't there for that, mind you. Just, and he kind of steps towards that, that hole where the body is, and like sits on the edge and turns around to his, just in case you were wondering. I wasn't there for that reason. Just so you know. I was there for something else, and she happened to be there. And it happened to be a whorehouse. And he just kind of looks around. I just wanted to clear that up. <laughs> in case there are any questions. There, there was, you want to know something about your mother? And he kind of breaks. So far, he's been really kind of stiff um, and formal. But he does kind of break character a little bit. and goes, you want to know something about your mother? What we had was not a business transaction. I mean, the first time was. But that's just because... That's the only way I could get into the same room with her. And technically it wasn't with her, and he kind of is scooting himself down in the hole. <laughs> and I didn't directly pay for that. Oops. I, I paid to get into the dance. And then things happened. So technically, and he like lays down where the body is and then pokes his head back up. Technically... I never paid for sex. And then he lays back, <laughs> lays back down in the hole. And the simulacrum is gone. The simulacrum is gone, and there's just the body. What were your last words? <laughs> oh, I did not pay for sex. <laughs> I did not have sex. <laughs> so he sits back up. No, no, I did. <laughs> Lots of No, just didn't pay for it. Huge amounts. <laughs> no diary. <laughs> no, he, he, after he says that, he, he does lay down and the simulacrum disappears. Leaving you in this ruined interior building. One of the servants comes in. Uh, we'll say it's a human. And says, excuse me. I hate to interrupt. Let's do. <laughs> but we uh, we need to clean and take care of the master's body. 
Yes, 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 yes. I see. Um, is there anywhere else you'd like to go for the moment? Galdrin will uh, kneel down and there's there's some blood on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to uh, he's going to reach down and put two fingers in it and look down at it and and his hand is going to turn into a fist and he's going to look at the devastation around him and say I want to find whoever did this and I want to make them suffer very good young Esther we can uh, arrange that if that's what you want to do He uh, nods and clearly, like, swallowing something in his throat. And uh, he's going to take these papers that he has and uh, write. Well, uh, let's start with this one. And he's going to hand Sienna the uh, paper with the gnome on it. Ah, yes, I think I know where to find her. Hmm? But uh, do you need a hug? I am told I'm very good with hugs. And with that, Galdrin just breaks down, weeping, uh, falls into Sienna. And you get the biggest, comfiest hug you've ever had in your life. With four arms involved. Hey, hey, watch those hands. (laughs) (laughs) I said hug, not groping. Oh, I'm sorry. We're a thing on the internet. I'm afraid there's no distinction. <laughs> I don't think she has those parts. <laughs> Shifty eyes from the DM. Yeah. About that. Yeah. She doesn't have a mouth, but she can hug. Yes, she doesn't have a mouth, but. <laughs> she doesn't have a mouth. So, smash cut to... Uh, a figure. <laughs> Another figure. Another figure. You're all figures. You're all shapes. Well, and you're all small. You're, you're all just stacks of cones to me. Um, Ray, if you would, describe your character. I know, first time on the mic in two episodes. <laughs> and you have to go with describing something. Yes. Should be um, easy. You've had like a month to figure this out, <laughs> and an episode to sit there and just think about it. No, um, so, um, short. She's like four nine, four ten, five, almost five foot. Um, she's got a very light green skin and a very dark green, kind of leafyish looking spiked hair. Um, and she's wearing, um, we'll say like very naturish armor. It's like got tree bark and leaves and flowers and a shield that is a big sunflower. It's enough about Suna. (laughs) (laughs) It's not Suna. I'm sorry, all your characters look the same to me. Short little nature people. Short nature people. But does it kill? 
It slices. It dices. To make Julian a prize. I mean, if we ever fight potato people, yes. <laughs> I mean, you keep calling us murder potatoes. So when you kill each other, someone will end up as Julianne murder potato fries. As long as one of us doesn't end up cabby. Well, I've got bad news for all of you. Yeah, screw Galdrian's dad. We're still mad about the cabbage. <laughs> Spell only was going to last for like another three minutes. At least you got to talk to your dad, Simulacrum. <laughs> we had to watch Cabby murdered by the GM and bad decision. You got to talk to Cabby. I don't want to hear it. Don't blame me. Blame Ray. 30-something episodes later, blame Ray. I said GM and bad decisions. That gets both of you. So speaking of blaming Ray, what, what yes. else? What else does your character look like? Um, very plantish. Mm-hmm. That's that's all I got. Oh. <laughs> skin, skin tone. She did green. Green, greenish skin tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, light green skin tone. Green skin Dark tone. green hair, spiky, you know. Mm-hmm. Leaves ish looking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. How do you... Very large forehead. Is that better? She's got a five head. work with that. She's more surface area to target. Um, how do you, as, as a person who likes to spread the good word of something, mm-hmm. how do you spread that word? Is that what Hilda was doing? <laughs> Man, making references that they're not even going to get. From Spreading the word. Mm, with a smile and a handshake. So you just go down the street? You just say hi and talk to people. Mm-hmm. And make sure they understand that people are people. Mm-hmm. And they have feelings. And feel it and, you know, touch them. They're real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we'll say that as your character, who I would like to not remain nameless. No. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jola Puddlefern. Jola Puddlefern. Yes. So as Jola is walking down the street, extolling the virtues of people being people and not property. Yep. Uh, we'll say there's this uh, just this kind of break in the crowd, and and standing at, at an intersection is a very very large elemental woman who's got uh, probably two of her four hands on her hips, very impatiently. Beside her is an elf in the middle of traffic is a man and that man has a gigantic sword like a sword easily half again his size Uh, so it's this human wearing armor and he's got like a seven foot great sword just in his hands um Everyone up to, like, everyone you were talking to has just kind of stopped talking. 
and the street is quiet. Galdrian, as you would sign out, we're about to step out across the road. Uh, this man comes charging at you, stops about ten feet away from you, uh, points at you, and says, Galdrian of House Lunar Storm, I challenge you to a duel. To the death. And then he just fixes you with what he seems to think is a particularly uh, intimidating glare. Believe in the heart of the cards, Galdrian. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. (laughs) For what reason? He kind of does the, like, sweeping hands to either side and says, I... Rinse when the blade do not need a reason other than satisfaction. So tell me, do you accept my challenge? You and you alone, not this hulking monstrosity next to you, to fight as your champion, but yourself, mano a mano. I'm going to... uh allow you a, an opportunity here sir <coughs> Rincewind was it? Yes, Rincewind the sir, blade uh, Rancewind. I am Rincewind and gestures to a sword this Rancid. is my blade Rancid. I see what you're doing very good, very good but my course will not be swayed mm-hmm. well uh, Ronson um, I'm going to allow you the opportunity to To walk away. For uh, I have business to attend to that is far more pressing than your satisfaction. Ah, I see. I see you are turning down the challenge. Very well. You are within your right to do so. I wouldn't advise it. There will be consequences and he kind of gives you this flourishy hand motion and those consequences are for me to know you take your chance with myself of course there's a consequence there too but yes i i would be cleaning your blood off of my sword and and possibly my clothing and I would really rather uh, avoid the hassle. You're free to walk away? We'll just make sure to shout it from all of the buildings. That House Lunar Storm is a house of cowards, full of cowards, and forever will be. It's only shining what's golden it? member. What's this, uh, what this, what's this guy wearing? Uh, he's wearing... Plate mail? Like, like on, his, on his head? On his head? No. He's not got a helmet. But he has, like, a plate cuirass and uh, greaves. It's not a full set. This is the only shining golden member gone. The house fallen to ruins. Word gets around fast. Right. Yes, well, uh, 
I suppose if you must shout it from the rooftops, you should uh, at least do it with a bloody nose. And Gowdy will, <laughs> will just uh, sock him right in the face. So go ahead and roll me some initiative. Sienna has spent this entire time just eyeing this little dumbass in the middle of this intersection That's and rolling her eyes like, oh god, you amateur. That is, I spent a luck point on it, All right. but uh, I have a uh, gotta look. 24. Oh my. So Rincewind is not expecting that. He was expecting a, a you were kind of verbally sparring. Um, so if you would like to punch him in the face, uh, go ahead and roll me some damage. Oh, yeah. Or if you, you can just yeah. take your turn. Yeah, I, I, I'll just... Galdrian's just going to shut him up and make him look like a fool. All right. So... Uh, do I just roll my normal melee damage for yeah. that? Because you are, you are as functional. Five. Ten. Ooh, uh, eighteen. Ooh, uh, twenty-six plus four... So that is 30 non-lethal damage. Okay. So Rincewind looks like he is about to say something else, and Galdrian just decks him right in the face, uh, sending him sprawling on his back. Uh, his, his face is bloodied, and he is, we'll say, knocked unconscious for a second. Galdrian will look at the crowd and say, Does anyone else want to issue a challenge? You hear uh, from behind you very weakly, Rincewind go, Me. <laughs> and he starts to sit up. And uh, Galdrian will look back at him and say, You will take my f the name of my father out of your filthy mouth. Yeah. Or I will cut your tongue out. He grabs his sword and plants it in the ground, pushes himself up, and is just staggering, and says, It doesn't mean anything until you finish it. Right. And uh, Galdrian will slowly unsheathe his sword, mm -hmm. and will cut the straps of this guy's armor so that his pants fall off. All right. <laughs> yeah, so you... You cut his armor, and his pants fall down, and he stays there swaying on his feet. I'm not going to dignify that with a glance. <laughs> but you're still not finished. And he takes his sword and starts to flip it over uh, to, to swing at Galdrian. Galdrin will just, uh, does it look like this guy is like, um, it's hard to tell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he, uh, rolled a one, <laughs> which I think is, is fitting. Yes. Um, when he goes to swing at Galdrian, his legs do get caught in his armor and he just falls flat on his face. 
And Galdrin will will uh, put a foot on his back and say, I suppose you're just going to have to, and Galdrin will take his sword from his hands and say, Find satisfaction elsewhere. I'm letting you live because I find it more satisfying that way, and because people I want to put an end to are probably not you. And he kind of grapples for his sword very weakly, and then if you step off of him, he says, you're not finished. It's I th- not over until one of us is dead. I'd say your ego's dead enough. He, you know, falls back and sits on his butt and says, Hear me, Galdrian Lunar Storm. If you walk away, there are consequences. And I will look at the crowd and see what they're expecting me to do. Just kind of like, are they expecting me to finish this guy off? Or So you look up and for the first time, probably notice that there are several uniformed people who are diverting traffic around this whole thing. <laughs> uh, because you're still in the middle of the street. Most of the crowds up and down have stopped. Um, a lot of people aren't looking you in the eyes. And, you know, it's kind of the same reaction you got from people elsewhere. But nobody is giving, like, a thumbs up or a a violet. It's quiet. And Galdrian will look at, uh, at him and say, And why exactly do you want to die so badly? Because that is the only outcome in which... He shakes his head. It doesn't matter. It's to the death. You accepted. I never accepted. He gestures to his bloody face. You accepted. I struck a man for mouthing off about my companion. There's a difference. You threw the first blow after a duel has been declared. You accepted to the death. If you walk away now, and he starts to push himself up, I will count myself as the victor and take my spoils. And those spoils would be? You know I was left nothing. He shrugs and says, You will forfeit. I get paid either way. Alright, then you'll you'll get your payment. And then Galdrin will... Exhale, and then just drive his sword into his throat. Okay. Yeah, he spasms once, falls over, and dies. I hate that. Yeah, so... uh, Ray, (laughs) as uh, you're walking down the, the street, this whole thing goes down. Conversely... You also recognize Galdrian. A few days ago, you were given 
a, a package of information about him up to and including a very, very detailed drawing and told to keep an eye out for him as something was likely to go down with him being in town and he would need help. Signed, your God. So I just watched him kill this guy? Yes. And also watched him try not to kill this guy. So I'm going to start, if anybody's in my way, just pushing people gently out of the way, saying no, 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 no. Why did you do that? What was the purpose? What did this get you? It's not about what it got me. There should be no reason to kill. You think I don't know that? Obviously not. You just killed a man. The fool should have taken the young master's first compassionate offer. Yes, I agree. But you should have walked away. What did this bring you? Nothing. Well, then why didn't you walk away? When, when she says, what did this bring you? One of those uniformed guys walks over to you, hands you a bag, and then says, uh, if you wouldn't mind, sir, please step out of traffic. And uh, Galjin takes the bag and looks away and says, I, rob, I was, and as he steps away, like with this bag, which he is it, not it, going to. It is not Galdrian's bag. It is just a bag. What's in that? Uh, this, this got me nothing, but it Did allowed... it feel good? Do you have a good feeling, a bubbly inside of you? <laughs> kind of like that guy's throat. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse you, that's a burble? No. Oh, 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 my bad, my bad. My father is dead. And I fear for what will happen to the people that follow him if I allow these challenges to go unanswered. And you hear from one of the corners a very loud... Um, amplified voice go, House Lunar Storm challenged! Someone avenges them! Possible heir? <laughs> no. Oh, for fuck's sake. See? You have to take things as they come. Think about it. And you, you hear various kind of newsboy cries from, from up and down the street. This mm, travels very fast. And, and uh, Galdrin will look inside the bag. and uh, Inside the bag. This appears to be all of Rincewind's gear. They already stripped the poor man of his... No, uh, they, they took the body somewhere. Mm -hmm. But this just looks like what you would think an average adventurer would have. As, you know, part of an average adventuring party. <laughs> <laughs> We saw what you did there. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's like a you know a really good grooming kit and weapons kit. Um, there's, eh, we'll say like a solid, I don't know, hundred silver in 
various denominations. Um, a traveling journal that is uh, very poorly written in. Uh, and a lot of clothes. Oh yeah, that all looks like stuff that he's gonna go pillage and kill your father's family. You need to think. Use your head. He I'm is. gonna start tapping your head. On and I'm going to <laughs> grab your hand. Very gently, but so Firmly. you don't do that. <laughs> Firmly, but politely lift you off the ground. <laughs> I actually was trying to find you, I think. May find have, me why. May we have this conversation off the street? Yeah, there's a lot of people watching you guys now that... <laughs> If you don't mind. I'm just seeing the giant mother grabbing both the kids by the hand and dragging them off the street. Oh, I will pick them up and put them both on my hip if necessary. Yeah, we'll say at some point, like, as Galdrian goes to walk away, he feels this tug. And when he turns around, there's just a little kid with, with uh, like, a tiny toy shield. And is like, could you sign it? Aldrin will, will nod and, and kneel down so that he's eye level with the child and say, uh, Try not to kill anybody unless they're trying to kill you first. And the kid you know, takes it and is like, Wow! And then runs off to <laughs> join a couple of other kids with his parents. You hear coming there, Authentic sign shield! Jimmy <laughs> <Jimmy> Silver! <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, if I find this on Astral Bay, I'm going to be so pissed. I'm sorry, I'm a cynic. <laughs> and uh, with that, uh, Galdrian will turn. As I said, my father has been murdered. His charges are in need of protection. I don't understand this place at all. I was supposed to meet him and finally learn who he truly was and when I got here he was killed and apparently he wanted me to come find you. Are we making our way to somewhere more private? Yes. Yes. Okay. Walking and talking. Just making sure. You've dealt with his father quite a bit. You, you've actually um, probably a lot of the slaves you have freed you have delivered to his father to work for, work for him. Like, not not to be a slave for him, but to be a legitimate employee. So I'm very sorry to hear about your father. And I would say he is a very smart man if he believes you can avenge him. However... Oh, I suspect he didn't want me. I was him. about to say, there are more important issues at hand than avenging his death. And that would be? Well, all his property, all his people. Why do you think I killed that man? Because I don't know what would have happened to them if I had refused. It's already happening, I'm sure. Most well, of the people I saved were given to him. 
and what would become of them, do you think, if I turned down? Do you think that... They're going to become slaves. And so you think that I should just leave them to their fate? Because the way I understand it from this crazy place that I have no knowledge of, people think that I've succeeded my father, a man that I never even got to meet, and that his property is my property. He expressly did not want that to happen, but I owe it to him to protect the people that he wanted to protect. I can understand protecting those people. The problem I have is you are not protecting them. You are going after people you have no idea. I do believe we were trying to cross the street and this fool appeared. So we are not seeking trouble at the moment. It has oh, a way of finding true. me. That is true. You hear someone from behind you go, actually, that's pretty fair. I saw the whole thing. <laughs> it, he was just walking. Thank it, you. It's Thank this young girl who's uh, just like sitting on a bench eating an apple. Well, thank it's, you, my dear. I appreciate your honesty. I mean, yeah, there's nothing to be gained from being dishonest, right? Well, that's true. Right? That's, yes. Right? <laughs> Correct. Sienna will reach out and give her a coin. Oh, yeah. So the whole thing, you guys, <laughs> totally the victims. And she just bounds off. So, we have a lot of work to do. So let's let's get to it. And I'm going to start walking away. Uh, I... One second. Uh, I need to know exactly how you knew my father. In many ways. <laughs> I don't want to know the many ways. <laughs> I understand that you... No uh, money exchanged hands. I understand that you... Uh... Actually, he did pay you quite handsomely. Okay, for for only work. <laughs> I if you do what you love, it's never a day see, of work in see, your life. See? <laughs> you uh you free slaves, yes. Noble mm, pursuit. Okay, we'll call it that, yes. You, I help people. Yes, you help them escape from slavery. No, not so much escape. well, I guess you could call it escaping. Okay, we'll go with that. Legal sorry. escape. Legal escape. So you, you, okay, so regardless of the methods, you help them find their footing elsewhere and somewhere where they have rights and privileges and dignity. I, I think that a noble cause and I, mean, I am amenable to it. Death, slavery, very similar. Yes, and yes. who was preaching about right and wrong five minutes ago? We'll see. I am, I am all, all good. Uh-huh. All right decisions. They either die or they work. 
and what does dying, them dying, get them? Well, nothing. That's why I tried to stop them. I'm confused. Okay, so we can go then. She thinks she's right about everything. Because she's a holy person. Roll with it. I do not have holes in me. I was not speaking to you. I, I... Right. But come, come. Place more private. Well, uh, my father asked me, or bade me, in his... via his messenger to find you. Uh, because he said I would need your help navigating this place and the bullshit politics. Yes, I love people. I... Most of them are friendly and fun and interesting. Most you learn of them, lots of stuff. And sometimes some fool waves a sword at you and Do you know you. that man right there? He really, really likes roses. Galdrian will look over and... <laughs> It's just like fine again. It's like sniffing roses. It's like <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll say it's it's actually probably a construct of some kind hmm. that's that, made to get you high. <laughs> no, like um, uh, imagine a we'll say some kind of clay or mud golem that you know if you watch him for a second when its master is looking away, it does like reach into itself and pull out some crushed flowers and just like smells them and has a very contented look on its face. And then just when his master goes to look back, it just like jams them in its mouth <laughs> and then just stands there stock still like it, it was guarding him the whole time. See, I think that's an improvement because I was halfway expecting him to go with two hookers named Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Way to take the high road. Oh, we're going to go through some shit. Don't worry. <laughs> So aren't we supposed to go to a brothel at some point? I'm not telling you you can't go to a brothel. <laughs> so, My... I'm sure you're, you're a messenger of a father told you stuff? Told me not as much as I would have liked. He didn't have a lot of time. But, uh, but my father's compound was attacked, and he and possibly some of his employees, people, household, household, were killed. And I'm trying to figure out who it was. Your father is a very organized man. I am assuming he had an envelope, a safe, something for you. And Galdrian will reach into his bag and pull out the papers that he was given. And he still has a finger that's fingers blood stained, so the papers are a little finger pretty. Smudged. Smudged. May I look at him? By all means. What else is in these papers besides? I mean, there's a pretty good dossier on you. Okay. It doesn't like detail all of your activities, but it does have a lot of. Um, Particularly well noted. Um, Am I surprised by anything he may have found out? Honestly, yeah. There's a couple of there's a couple of your back alley deals in here, where like you may and or may not have attacked 
you know, like a gladiatorial school to rescue a bunch of child gladiators that you thought nobody knew about. And Galdrian read this too, which is why he's kind of like not really moved by your judgy holiness. Um, you know, there's stuff like, like there are a couple of instances in there that you're pretty sure you worked alone and you didn't tell anybody about. Um, it's got a lot about you in particular, like your personality. It also has a little bit about gnomes in general. And then there's uh, another packet that's got information about a pixie. And that's it? Oh, you know him. Okay. Does everyone know each other in this fucking town? <laughs> Strangely, well, here's the thing. From what you gathered, Galdrian, like, these two individuals, even if they don't think of themselves that way, they're movers and shakers in this town. So the gnome and the pixie, like, they're people of importance. Mostly, she knows him because she has liberated slaves from his enterprises. <laughs> and he probably knows of her, too. Your father had business dealings with both of them. Because, you know, sometimes you got to work on both sides of... Diversify your holdings. So, um, and that's it. It's just the two work up on us too. Yeah. I'm gonna start shaking the papers and and do either of you have like a magnifying glass, maybe? Oh, or a lemon. We could drop lemon juice on there. Why? Well, his father was pretty smart, and I'm assuming there's more too than just this. What is? Did you not search around the office or? The office was in pretty rough shape, just like the master. Okay. You could say converted at the end. I'm sorry. No, you're not. <laughs> I feel a little bad about that one. Just a, a smidge. But... As well as I knew your father, he was pretty well organized, and there should be more than just this. Right, um, well, uh, I'm, I need to find this one, and Galdrin will point to the, uh, picture of the pixie. Yeah, yeah, I, we can find him, I'm not worried about that. And he said something about visiting the old proprietor of the house of... Ah! Ill repute. Yes! Less than... Your mother's place! Oops. Um, so, let's, let's go find the pixie. I know what I... My mother, I know of her You also know profession, that, that that's but, not in Hycos yet. And this is... This is going to have to wait. Um... So let's go find the pixie. This is his name, Riss. Riss. Uh, we'll have to find him. Uh, any idea where he might be? Yes. And. And. Do we there's have usually him? a. a... <laughs> yes, I know where he's at. <laughs> so are you going to lead us there? And. <laughs> oh. I'm not going to take you there. <laughs> I know where he's going to yeah. be a resource that will help me 
find out who oh, attacked my father. He's a re- that's not what you want to find out. Mm, yes, let's, it is. Let's roll yes. with the punches here. Oh, it is very much what I wish to find out, and uh, and what they look like when a sword is plunged through their throat. You have very strong feelings for a man you never met. Did he have six fingers? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I knew I should have counted on that body. You don't happen to know anything, do you? About? About I know lots of things. Who would have attacked my father? Or who oh, have... I know. There's probably lots of people that wanted to attack your father. Mm-hmm. Narrowing it down to just one? Yeah, good luck with that. Well, uh, why don't you start listing them for me while we're while we start going to uh, find Mr. Riss? Why are you gonna go and kill all of them? Maybe. Mm. Uh, I'm weighing my options right now. Yeah, Hisina. Yeah. Make me a perception check. Sure. <laughs> it's gonna be a nine. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, there's a pixie right now. <laughs> um, no, this uh, small white cat, um, very short fur, mm-hmm. uh, starts walking towards Galdrian. Mm-hmm. And uh, Galdrian probably hasn't noticed it since he's mm-hmm. talking, but it is just like, Head bunting the back of his leg and rubbing up against him. And uh, it's probably been going on for a minute or so when you look down and finally see it because it started like, hey, eh, eh, hey. Uh, yeah, like it hasn't quite started howling, but you, you notice it making noises. It sees you, sees it. It freezes, its eyes get real big, and then it hisses and just runs off. Do I hear the hiss? Yeah, you. there's this hiss, and something runs between your legs. I was going to try to scoop it. Yeah, because you can pet it so much better than anybody else. <laughs> I can get head, back, butt, and belly all at the same time. Yes. Oh. Can I try to scoop it before it runs off? No. Nah. <laughs> Not without, like, flipping Galdrian up and over. And, <laughs> I mean... Get out of the way, cat. <laughs> I mean, scoop Galdrian, scoop the cat. I have four arms. No, nah, it's it's <laughs> pretty quick. Well, you had a small admirer who just I seem to have startled. All right, uh, well, I am a bit of an animal person, but... Mm. I had a fox pet once. <laughs> you liked cookies. And, and, and a dog. Um, and a cow. So, uh, an egg. Sayana, uh, my father had many rivals, would you say? Ah, yes, yes. He was a businessman, after all. Uh, Galdrian's going to look through the possessions of Mr., uh, the former Mr. Mr. the Blade. Brinswick. (laughs) And he is going to see if there's any mention of who he started working for. Um, yeah. So, you start looking through this, uh this uh, bag, and mostly it's just weird knickknacks and useful gear. Like, you find a uh, an Asonian ration bar, which is just uh, 
honestly like some kind of preserved press grape thing so it, it smells like wine um, which is a bit fascinating um, really the only thing of note in here is the money and his journal which is despite how seemingly eloquent Rincewind himself was uh, he had particularly poor uh, diction and grammar do I know anything about and the penmanship. family? And penmanship. Do you know anything about what family? His family. The, the Blades. No. No. Never heard of him. Okay. Uh, from what you can tell, he was part of an adventuring group, uh, if you just kind of flip through his journal, that got lost in the desert. And they got picked up and sold to a gladiatorial school. Um you know, it started out, there was maybe like 10 of them. And by the time they got there, there was like three or four. And he was one of the last ones left until someone came to him with a deal, which was challenge uh, just some elf to a duel to the death. And if he won, he would get his freedom and his weight in gold, not silver. And uh, if the elf turned it down, he would get the ability to cast spells. Particularly of uh, a musical variety. Do you see? And the you could have walked away. The deal was so good that he had to take it up because his next fight was going to be against like seven tigers. Oh. <laughs> Uh, this is why I help the gladiators. I wonder how many people knew you were coming before you came. I'd like to see, uh, does a deal like that, does that sound like something infernal in nature? Uh, you can go ahead and make me a, uh, say an intelligence check with a relevant background. Yes, Devil Prince Consort. I mean, it certainly sounds nefarious. That's a 21. It certainly sounds like the kind of deal a devil would make. Actually, but there, like there didn't seem to be, or rather, how do I want to put it? That seems like the kind of stakes a devil would offer, but there didn't seem to be any stake in it from Rincewind's side. Like, it was all offer. There was no gain. Although, he kind of had to offer his life for it, so... All gladiators have to offer their life. I know, but one could argue. So they said that, uh, it says here that he, he prattled on about how there would have been consequences, that he would have taken things from me. If this journal is to be believed, uh, the intention was for him to take my magic. If I refused his his uh, challenge, if I had that is a very just, pessimistic view. What if he was to take my father's dead? I'm a bit else's. of a pessimist right now. Again, very strong feelings for a man you've never met. Has daddy issues, okay? Didn't even know about. I have just met him, and I would protect this the young master with my life. He has that kind of charm. 
Thank you, Sayna. You're welcome, young master. Pat, pat. She can both rub your back and pat you <laughs> on the head at the same time. So, anyways, we'll work on our issues and, and trying to help you be better. But I believe we are near where Riss is. Try not to sound so disappointed. I mean, all you have to do is mention money, and I'm sure he will show up. And when you say money, uh, Sina, your bracers mm -hmm. start just bing, 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 bing. <laughs> the most annoying phone call. Uh, when you, when you, uh, uh -huh. we're trying to reach you about your carpet's extended <laughs> warranty. When you uh, look to see what you are getting pinged about. Yeah. Uh, all of the funds and resources that you had access to uh -huh. are now gone. Oh dear. Like all of the couriers that you could, you mm -hmm. could summon up all of the, uh, the money that if you needed it, you could just call upon it. Mm -hmm. Gone. I'm afraid now we have been cut off. I'm guessing since I transferred to the new master mm -hmm. and he gets nothing. Uh, you do. Uh, Galdrin, how much money is in your pocket? Uh, uh, oh, Galdrin actually had a... He had all of the party's money. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. It was yeah. something like thirty-seven fifty in silver. Yeah, so you, the, you have plus, access plus, to that. Okay. Plus the like a hundred in silver. And whatever I have on me. Thirty-eight fifty in silver. But it's not the just. Yeah, you didn't limitless resources. You, you didn't really carry much because while you were in the city, you could just access. Yeah. The the lunar storm account. Uh, yeah. So you have access to what's. In his pocket, mm -hmm. strangely. Uh, you can probably tell him better what valuables he has than he does. <laughs> but otherwise, you have nada. Okay. And I think that's where we'll we'll call this episode. For some reason, there's a pixie who's just smiling. <laughs> just no, no, no real rhyme to it. Just like, hmm, someone's being unfortunate. <laughs> um, I smell a poor unfortunate soul. Sad, but true. Mm -hmm. I'm not some evil bastard. Why are you? I'm just a pixie. I mean, you could still be a bastard and not be evil. I just need you to say... Marco is a good... <laughs> I just need you to say at some point, shake a poor sinner's hand, won't you, boys? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's what I got for this episode. You guys got anything? Dead dad. Hey, listen. Uh... I was given one stipulation, which was that I can't kill Ardith's parents off screen. <laughs> Didn't say anything I, about I, yours. I mean, he has a point. Hey, at least I don't have to kill my dad now. Yeah, that's true. Right. He's not an asshole. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not a complete asshole because uh, he was a businessman. Uh, Galdrin sort of wishes he was an asshole because then at least he wouldn't be mourning him. I just really want Galdrin to like march back in there and be like, you're a fucking asshole. You couldn't have waited like 12 more hours. Right. <laughs> Well, and the great thing is you do get to know your dad a little bit because you know he was a golfer. He's got a hole-in-one. Mm. <laughs> he, he, he was real into uh, womp, home, womp. home redecorating. Oh, my God. <laughs> Love demolition. 
He had a bloody good time. Yeah. But he never paid for sex. But he never <laughs> paid for sex, and well, that's not, the important takeaway. Well, not with that one. <laughs> never paid for sex. That's what he said. Galdrian's going to honor his legacy. Galdrian's like, I didn't know you, but I'll, I'll adopt your code of honor. Never <laughs> pay for sex. Oh, Galdrian's never paid for it. <laughs> Galdrian's been paid for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, find us at the places, do the things, do the right things, and we'll do mouth stuff back. Uh, I'll put it all in the show notes. Having said that, uh, thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys next time.